Welcome to Crohn's and Colitis Perspectives on ReachMD. The following program is produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and the American Gastroenterological Association. Here's Dr. Stacy Kahn, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at Boston Children's Hospital, sharing her insights on pediatric inflammatory bowel disease. I think people always assume that diseases that occur both in children and adults are the same, but we actually find pretty significant differences. So about 20 to 25% of all of the cases in IBD are diagnosed in the pediatric age range. So it's not as uncommon as people think. I think the other big differentiating factor is that children have different presentations because they're at a pivotal time during growth and development. So their symptoms can be a little bit more tricky to tease out. They may present with growth failure or weight loss. The other big differentiating factor is we see a lot more Crohn's disease than the adult specialist. About 60% of our patients have Crohn's disease and about 30 to 40% have ulcerative colitis. So it tends to be more like 50-50 in the adult population. And so we really have to be more thoughtful when we're doing our diagnostic workups and thinking about our treatment plans because there are obviously subtle differences. Mm -hmm. An area where I really feel the credit is due to my mentors and the people who've trained me and really who were pioneers in this field who were the first to recognize that children do get inflammatory bowel disease. It wasn't limited to adults. And pushing the research forward to establish pediatric patterns of disease, pediatric epidemiology, pathogenesis, as well as different patterns of disease development and how it presents differently in children so that I also think you have to really credit the families that have done a tremendous job advocating, making people aware of it. The kids are incredibly brave and really become engaged with the community and it's these type of grassroots efforts and really engaged families that have made a huge difference. Starting with how do we eat a healthy diet? That's the first step. There are many families that come to us that want to try different diets and I think diets can be a great primary treatment for some patients with severe Crohn's disease or even moderate Crohn's disease, but you have to all be on the same page about the amount of work involved and so I'm very careful to make sure that the child is engaged in the diet as well. I think the diet therapy that we have the most evidence for right now is exclusive enteral nutritional therapy or EEN and unfortunately that's the diet that makes people stand out the most. Our children have feeding tubes either in their nose or directly into their stomach or will be seen walking around with their cans of formula and I think that that is a truly hard sell. Some kids really buy into the diet therapy because they feel better on it, and I think that's fantastic. But really, it's about making sure that kids are not on restrictive diets where they're not getting the calories they need without any benefit. We also have to be very aware of where the child is, and some kids need a little bit longer to move towards independence. Some parents have a hard time letting go, and that's a big challenge that parents are very fearful that if they let go of the control of the health care of their child, that they're going to become ill again. And so it's a really a multifaceted approach. I think starting conversations early is very important, preparing families for transition and really thinking about the break points that make sense. Patients are individuals, they're not groups, <laughs> and we need to make sure that our approaches 
not just for the medical therapies that we choose, but the approaches that we use to help them get them to their stages of life are what works for them as individuals. That was Dr. Stacy Kahn from Boston Children's Hospital. This program was produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and the American Gastroenterological Association. If you missed any part of this discussion, or to find others in this series, visit reachmd.com foundation, where you can be part of the knowledge.